0: Welcome to episode two of our five-part mini series here about carbon intensity. This is called the CI effect. My name is Mitchell Hora. This is the Topsoil Podcast brought to you by Continuum Ag. Today, I sit down with Chad to talk more about carbon intensity. And in this episode, we really dig into CI scoring, understanding how you as a grower can get your own score or if you're working with growers, understand how you can help them to get their scores. We're gonna talk about how you can compare that score to more baseline numbers and understand how that really works, um, just understand how you can really position yourself in the marketplace. So enjoy this episode. We dig into carbon intensity one-on-one.
1: Hey, uh, Chad Siebel here, Continuum Ag, Hey, second session of our five-part miniseries around carbon intensity. Mitch Hora, Chad Siebel, let's get after it here today. What do you think? Hey, uh, last week talked, we were talking about uh, CI scores. Give me the farmer version of a CI score. Give me the definition. Yeah.
0: CI score is your carbon footprint per bushel. Essentially what it is. All those inputs that you do on your farm, like the fertilizer you use, the diesel fuel that you burn, the inputs that you have, they have a carbon footprint to them. The equation is here's all those inputs divided by the output. In this case, bushels of corn or soybeans or sorghum or whatever you're growing, all your input divided by your output. And there's a scoring system we put on that.
1: Too easy, man. I think uh, the amount of energy put into every bushel of corn, that's my simple, like, call it the elevator talk, right? Uh, Real easy, really simple. But when you talk about CI scoring, specifically with corn, right? uh, The last time we were talking here, we were talking a little bit about the national estimate average being like 29.1. So maybe talk to me about where did that come from? What what is that 29.1?
0: So 29.1 is the national average carbon intensity score of corn that number comes from the Argonne National Lab. It's a U.S. Department of Energy lab in the Chicago area. Okay. So just like USDA has different research labs, Department of Energy, same thing. Okay. This one's called Argonne and they developed a scoring system called GREET. And GREET is this big, long acronym and stuff and ties in all kinds of different fuels all kinds of different transportation fuels so greet is used for gasoline for ethanol for biodiesel sustainable aviation fuel all kinds of different stuff okay. and the carbon intensity score is basically just a unit of measure to standardize all these different types of fuels okay. and energy
1: sense. we were talking about the data a lot of that data that a producer has around what you just talked about is sitting in his cab on a, on a stick and a memory sticker. It's uploaded. John Deere's got it somewhere, right? It's there. Why do I need to be able... Why is it important to me to bring it to fruition so I know my CI score?
0: The big driver here are these new 45Z tax credits and other low-carbon fuel initiatives like California. Everyone knows about the California low-carbon fuel market, okay? So these marketplaces are driven based on the carbon intensity of the ethanol. About 50% of the carbon intensity of a gallon of ethanol is attributed to the corn. Mm. About 50%. Okay. National, uh, this is a little bit science-y kind of stuff, but I I think it's important for everyone to understand. The typical gallon of gasoline has a carbon intensity score of 100. Okay. That's the baseline. okay? Okay. Gasoline, fossil fuel gasoline, score of 100. Ethanol, on average, has a score of 55 corn has an average score of 29.1 so 29.1 of those 55 points more than half okay so that is the scope three carbon footprint of the ethanol to simplify there's other pieces too of course trying to be very simple Mm -hmm. so ethanol has a footprint at the facility to produce ethanol at an ethanol plant there's a carbon footprint it has a footprint from the energy that's being utilized whether that be coal for the electricity or wind or solar for the electricity or hydropower whatever sure. that has a energy carbon footprint and then the grain that's used has a carbon footprint farmers need to understand their score because our score is part of that ethanol score
1: okay makes sense so tell me you know we 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 talk about it from time to time you know it never being there's never been a better time right to be able to talk about how do we as producers and 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 I think we alluded to this earlier, but you know Mitch and I are actually both seventh generation farmers uh I've been around since our our name's been around since eighteen fifty eight right so we take a lot of pride in what we do, and so when we look at what's going on on in the space and never been a better time to be able to take advantage of of what's happening in the space around scoring and then using it to our advantage when we go to whether it's the ethanol plant or our end users so maybe talk about once we have our c i score right we've got that baseline for our farm compared to that national average. You know, I know you talked earlier about evaluation. Maybe talk to me a little bit more about that.
0: Step number one here is understand your baseline, get your score. Just like if you're looking at a at your own health metrics and stuff, step one is usually, you know, if you want to go in, and go on a new workout routine or something like that, step one is usually step on a scale and figure out, you know, starting weight, where are we at today? From there with data, now we can set up a goal, okay? So step one, get your score. And we've really simplified that process using our software. It's at topsoil.ag. And what I like about topsoil is, farmer, you own your data, That's right. not somebody else. Sure. You own it, you get to control it, and you get to see what it's worth.
1: Love
0: it. Your score, the value of your score, is, the, is driven by the delta between the national average of 29.1 and you. So the equation is 29.1 minus your score, multiplied by 5.4 cents per point reduction, mm-hmm. and take that times your bushels. Wow. Okay, so that's your score per. So the difference, Mitch, right now is there's a
1: value, right? You alluded to that earlier. So like I, I got the 29.1, that's our national average. Let's say I'm at a 19, right? So there's 10 points there. That's the that's the, 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 the difference. Now you're telling me it's the, the 5.4 cents for every point, so that's $0.54. Cents. $0.54
0: cents a, bushel. a bushel. If you have a score, instead of being 29, the national average, you're at 19. Yep, $0.54 cents a bushel. So therefore, if you're at 9, that's dollar eight a bushel. Okay, the key here is that the value is not the tax credit to be created by the farmer. The value and the tax credit is created by the ethanol company.
1: Okay, stop there, right? That's interesting. So now how do we position as farmers, right? If that tax credit's going back to the ethanol plant, how do we position to take advantage of that 10-point reduction? Now we're at 54 cents going to back to the ethanol plant. How do I position as a farmer to get a bigger piece of that
0: pie? Yeah, so there's a lot here that we're going to dig into with this 45Z thing. Okay, sure. so everyone just kind of buckle in and, and bear with us here. So at the end of the year, the ethanol company has to submit to the IRS the carbon intensity of their entire Operation at the end of calendar year 2025. So, say you've got a 100 million gallon ethanol plant, they need to define the carbon intensity of all 100 million gallons. Which, in order to do that, they need to know the carbon intensity of the corn that was used to produce those 100 million gallons. So, they're going to be asking us when we deliver grain, they're going to be saying, hey, what's the carbon intensity score of this grain? Do you have the data to supply us with that? And if the farmer doesn't have that or doesn't give them the data, they have to use the default, which is Mm 29.1. It's much better for them for you to say, Hey, my score is 19. Rather than, rather than they have to use that 29.1.
1: So the, the, the market's commanding this low carbon or low CI grain. And we as producers are positioned perfectly to be able to take advantage of it. So, um, when we Let's get to this in the next section because I want to dig into the meat and bones of this thing. But I think what you talked about was going to topsoil.ag, at least getting that score initially to talk about how we can at least position ourselves.
0: Step one is knowing what your score is and knowing the value of it. Okay. So if your score is 19 in topsoil, we show you your score is 19. It's worth 54 cents a bushel. We don't know what your cut of that's going to be. That 54 cents a bushel is the total value of the tax credit and the pieces of the pie have to be split between the ethanol company, the farmer, and the MMRV players, including uh, we're one of those that could be part of your your story here. There's also third-party verifiers. There's also CPA firms. There's multiple different components of this, but step one is know what your score is and know the value of it so that you can be a price maker and not just end up being a price taker
1: money. I love it, man. Let's, let's talk more about low CI grain in the next episode. We're we'll going to leave you hanging a little bit, Mitch. Thanks for your time. We'll jump to the next one here in just a minute. Thanks.